Chance Gears. Are we starting? Yeah. Chance, going to read this first. Matthew 19-20. Matthew 17-19-20. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not drive it out? And he said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible to you. So we talked about this verse before, right? This is when the disciples were casting out demons and they couldn't, they cast couldn't it, do this one. couldn't do it, right? So they, Jesus came and cast it out. And the disciples went up to him and said, why can't we do it? And Jesus basically said, you have, little, you have little faith, right? That's basically what he said. And then he talked about faith as small as a mustard mm-hmm. seed can move a mountain. Stephen, read yours. <coughs> Titus 1, 15, 16. To the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny Him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. All right, so what do these two verses have in common? The one that Chance read and the one that you read. What was the verse? Oh, Titus. Titus 15-16 and Matthew 17, 19-20. The commonality is the it, lack of faith. Right? right. That's that's the commonality. I mean, we can dig into it, but that's that's what I'm trying to get at. So, so the commonality between the two verses is lack of faith. And the Bible talks about lack of faith everywhere. Moses coming down from the mountain and finding all of his followers worshiping idols. So angry, he, he breaks the commandments, had to go back up again. Right. right. Faith everywhere. Well, who has uh, Hebrews 11.6? Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Who has Luke seventeen six? No, I've got that one. Hold on, Luke seventeen six. Yep. Wait for us to get to it. Okay. And the Lord said, "If you had faith like a mustard seed." You would say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And who had 2 Corinthians 5, 7? For we walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, so what do those verses have in common? Same thing, faith. Right, but this is the importance of faith. So we just read verses on the lack of faith. Mm-hmm. Now we just read verses on the importance of faith. So guess what we're talking about today? Faith. That's right. Okay. That's what right. Faith? <laughs> so, what's the definition Thanks of faith? So. Does anybody know the definition of faith? Yep. Taking God at His word. Okay. Yeah, that's more or less right. Webster's says complete trust or confidence in someone or something. That's bullshit. The Billy. Well, hey. Stop it, Joseph. It is. <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, I personally think that that's wrong. Having having trust or confidence in someone or something. That's what faith is. Now, I, 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 I disagree. Faith is talked about in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For by it, the men of old gained approval. By faith, we understand that the words were prepared by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. That's faith. What was that? Hebrew, uh, that's Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Yeah, I think that's really the only definition 
that I've ever found was right there. In the Bible, right. So now we know what faith is. We know that the Bible's filled with lack of faith. And we know how important faith is. Right. Well, how do you obtain faith? And that's, and, and, and I'm glad you're bringing this up because this is, it's kind of caveats off of some of the things I've been talking about lately, like Mark 16, mm -hmm. when it says, uh, Jesus is, is telling them, for, for you who believe and have been baptized, you are saved. And if you are not, you're condemned. And it says, and these things will accompany those who believe. They will speak in new tongues. They will cast out demons. Well, actually, it says cast out demons first. Speak in tongues. Uh, you'll pick up a serpent. You'll drink. If you, if you were to drink poison, it wouldn't harm you. And if, when you lay hands on the sick, they will be healed. Right. And even in... Even in the New Testament, the Pauls and, and, and Peters and, and Marks and all those, they moved in this fluently. I mean, it wasn't a hit and miss thing. These guys lived their life like that. And that's my issue with my own life, and it's my issue with the whole church in general. Mm -hmm. We do not act like these men of God. We do not. Well, they did too. Paul, to Paul, 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 Paul was a tent maker, and he supported the men with him. Certain times he was. It wasn't a full. Yeah, but all I hear, all I hear, though, is excuses, Sean. I know. That's what I mean. I know. I'm just saying, it would be, it would be easy for us to do that if we had nothing else to do. Is all I'm saying. You know. I I understand that to a degree, but I don't think it's I don't think it's that cut and dry because I think it was harder. Then, just to survive every day, but they still had to survive every day. They still had to eat. They still had to do those things, but they still found a way mm -hmm. to have more faith than we could. And we always excuse it. We uh, you know, even even when we pray for people, if they don't get healed, we come back with some, for a better term, some half-ass excuse on, well, well, at least God did this. No, no, no. Jesus, when he when he laid hands on somebody, there wasn't. They went down the road for two weeks, and oh, all of a sudden they're feeling a little bit better. Oh, bless God, God's working in them. No, no, that's I, not what Jesus did. Jesus, I think it goes into to what we spoke about <coughs> weeks ago. How a lot of the time people try to relate. They 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 pick the smallest bit of good on something and say that was God. They forget how mighty of a God we serve. You know, the, the God of miracles, the God who is working through Jesus and working through these people to where people like Enoch go straight to heaven without dying. You've got Lazarus who gets raised. You've got lepers who get cured. All of this, that's the God we serve. Not somebody who, you know, oh, you, you, you got a sickness and... We found it, and then the doctors cut it out. That's a miracle from God. It's not. That's not it. Our God's too mighty for that. It it, it takes that faith to work 
through us and that that walk with God to encompass us and and the miracles work that way not not the oh let's pick the smallest thing and, and that's what our God does and and, and we still we you have to thank God for everything I don't want to get off track with that. I mean, every blessing that I have and any good that I've ever done has come from God. But the point is, I'm not walking in the faith that's talked about here. None of us are. And I, and I have lived my whole life and I've never seen anybody yet. But I read about them. And God says, you of little faith. You, you can hear the disgust in his voice. Am I wrong? I, I don't think you're wrong at all. You, I, 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 can, I can hear, you know, like when he, when he cursed the, the, the fig tree, they're going, oh, oh, holy crap, do you see that? And he goes, you have little faith. He said, if you speak to this mountain, it could be moved into the sea. Right. He's, I, I hear that frustration with, with Peter. He's walking on water, and he jumps out of the boat, and he's doing it, and he sees the storm, and he sinks, and that's first response. Ah, come on, man, just have faith. We have got to find a way with all of our blessings in this life and everything else to press into the level that these men were walking because we are coming to the end time. I, I keep talking about this and we all say yes and I say yes, but there's going to come a day when we get up in the morning, we're going to realize, holy crap, it's upon us. And if we don't know how to get in and live like these guys, we're going to be in trouble. The, Jesus says it will even in the end times that, that the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to do miracles and stuff and they're going to be so good that it would even fool the elect if it were possible. I just can't be satisfied living my everyday Christian life like I have seen my whole life and like I have seen the past 2,000 years. There have been a person here or there in each generation that, that moved like these guys. A person or two. But these guys, these disciples, and I'm not talking about just the 12. They moved in more authority. They moved in more, in more faith than, than I can even fathom. And to survive this end time, we're going to have to go to that level and beyond to make it through this. But I'm not like, I don't want to, I'm not saying like excuse or anything, but they also, I think it's that humanism in us that, because once he was dead, they thought it was done. They thought it was over. Until they the Holy Spirit was exactly. poured out. So, but they, you know, they, they were thinking, oh, well, I'm going to go back to fishing. I'm going to go back to doing this. I'm going to go. So they, they did walk with faith. I'm just saying, I don't think we're, I don't, you're not putting, we're not putting ourselves down because we're not living in that type of faith. But I think as our, as humanistic as we are, we it's going to be hard for us to be. Well, all these guys that that's that's one of the things. If you look at all of them, they've all been, they've all been they're they haven't been the best character guys. Yeah. But even Jesus was as human as we are. But I do see where you're coming from. If that that saying, seeing is believing. If if anyone in this room saw Jesus and walked with Jesus and saw him do these miracles, it would be a lot easier for you to believe. It would, but but that's what I just said. But that's the twelve. Thing. With us, it takes more faith than anything. But uh, 
just the 12 saw Jesus. Paul never even saw Jesus. Correct. And all those guys after him in that church area, didn't, all of them didn't see Jesus. But, but with time, the reality of Jesus has dwindled and it's turned more into faith. Even Paul, he was taught by the disciples who mm -hmm. walked with Jesus. Right. So he had a first-hand account. Like, okay, these dudes walked with Jesus and I am getting that information. That was still fresh in everybody's mind, Jesus. Well, but, well what, what about but, the Old Testament exactly, prophets? Well, exactly and, and, point, and, right? and that's true. You, you look at Whatever. Daniel in the lion's den, yeah, right? Old, he didn't have anybody to follow, right? But through faith, God shut the, the, yep. the mouth of lions. The Old Testament, the, the supernatural was all the time. Right. They lived in the seeing these supernatural things constantly happen. We, we don't. Right. We don't, we don't and it's, and, and, and uh, it, it's what Sean says. It stems around our comfort zone. We are so comfortable, especially in America. Yeah, absolutely. But that's but that's no excuse for us any longer, because there's going to be a time where we're not going to be in this comfort zone. I'm telling you, the all you got to do is watch the news and know that this is getting iffy. There's going to be a lot of churches that are going to be taken pretty soon. I believe. There, there. Well, I, I, be, I believe that most of the church, the way we see it today, these church buildings as we see it today are going to, out of necessity, really, they're going to go away. They're not going to be able to exist. For one thing, they're not even scriptural, really. They're not. This is what's scriptural. Um, and if they the, stand up and say this, they'll be shut, they down. Will be shut down. They will be shut down. Unless they're selective on what they teach. Exactly. That's what you just said, though. I mean, yeah. if, if they but, teach this... But being selective on what they are, teach there are a few could give them the help. It absolutely is. If you pick and choose what that what you want to buy by... Yeah, no. I mean, you look at Joel Olsen. He preaches nothing but prosperity. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to be done. If they shut us down, guess what? We'll meet at your house. And that's what... And that, this is a prelude to the end time. This, 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 this room right here. I, I have... I think I've... I've got a little bit of revelation about this. The, the way I see this thing unfolding is the, the more heat that starts coming, the more people are going to start looking for answers and they're going to be drawn to these little groups. And pretty soon this, this, this room will be so filled that, hey, we've got to move, move, move another one of these over to Sean's house. And then pretty soon you have 10, 15 of them. And then maybe the uh, Passover's coming up and we go rent a big building we don't have to worry about, no one has a, a C corporation anymore because that's the government's way of getting. So we're just pulling money from the people to go make this thing happen. We go rent a building, we have a big fellowship, everybody comes together that's what they did back then. in that fellowship. And then we break apart and, and, produce, and, and, and think, of, think of this guys. We live, I, I don't think it's any mistake that I live in Colorado Springs. We have four military bases here. Just think, as the end time comes up, comes up and it gets more heated, and pretty soon we draw in some military families. What happens to a military family? They're going to be shipped out. Guess what? They have been discipled. They have been trained. Now they go over to Germany, and pretty soon they have 20 church, churches in Germany in living rooms all over the place. In a year's time, you could infiltrate the whole world just out of the military. I, I, that's just an example, of it, but that's the way we got to start thinking. And I, I, I have agony times this last year where sometimes I'm up two or three o'clock in the morning. Me and God's having these conversations. Come on, man. 
I know I'm imperfect. And I know that, that you don't expect me to be perfect, but you will make me perfect. That's what you're to do. You will make me perfect, but I'm submitting myself to move into this thing. And I want to break loose. I want to break these dams. If there is something in me, in my character, that's impeding me from getting that faith, I want it revealed. Well, and that's, that's the reason why I want to talk about this, right? Because we have been hard-pressed to, you know, we talk about discerning of spirits. Mm-hmm. We talk about teachers and prophets. And I personally believe that the foundation of the Bible is built on faith. Mm-hmm. And, but without faith, you know, we should draw in close to God, right? But what's the point of drawing close to God if we don't have faith? But then it turns around. You need faith to draw in close to God. He will give you that. When he, when you are... So, well, let, let's talk you, about how we obtain faith. Yeah, when you, when you decide to, that to be your number one priority, he comes closer and closer and closer. And I you. think so, too. But it needs yeah. to be our number one priority with the previous verse we just read in mind. Right? And I don't remember which one that well, I think, was. And it goes back. One, yeah. And, and yeah, it, I think I think that's the type of faith we need to have when we approach him. Right. And I think it goes back to the parable where Jesus talks about going to the friend's house, knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. And it, when you read the, the the Greek, it's not knock. It's knock and continue knocking and continue knocking. It's it's a it's not just a verb. It's it's a it's a verb that continues. Mm-hmm. So. But in order to knock, you need to knock with a, an expectancy, like a, a pursuance in your heart. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. You need exactly. to knock, right? If you don't have faith, you 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 need to knock wanting it, right? There, well, it's just like the guy, what did he do? He yelled at him, hey, man, I'm in bed, my kids are in bed, go away. Mm-hmm. He, no, 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 you got what I need. And he keeps on, and he keeps on, and he keeps on until finally, th- that's the way God works. But I've been knocking and seeking. I've been, you know, so we're, we're having this conversation, me and God. <coughs> and I, I believe he's 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 knocking the chips off of me, the the rough edges, and wanting to see how far will I really go, because the disciples that I pick are going to be thrown into stuff that you will not be able to imagine. You're going to have to be able to discern spirits. You're going to have to be able to lay your hands on the sick. You're going to have to be able to do these things to progress in the kingdom. And he's just not going to turn that over to the TV evangelist like he has in the past. You know, a lot of those guys, um, Jimmy Swagger, when he was a young man, I believe he, he was true, fervent pursuit of God. Money came in, was corrupted. Same thing with, um, who's the guy in Tulsa? He was on TV forever. Oh. Bill, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, yeah. Or when he was a young man, I believe he had the ministry of healing. I think God, one of those things they were lacking though, every one of them, <coughs> was the simple foundation that's laid out in the New Testament. When Jesus sent out the disciples, he sent them out by twos. He always had a checks and balance in place. So those those guys that I'm talking about never did. They ended up being solo acts. They 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 answered to no one. 
Same thing that that's exactly what happened to uh, Haggard at New Life. Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. There, there you go. <laughs> Those were the worst <laughs> duo. So, yeah. So yeah. You're talking about, and, and this is kind of my thought on it, right? You're knocking on the door. At some point, the knocking, right, will turn into desperation. Right. Desperation will lead two ways. Mm-hmm. It'll lead into temptation, or you'll become so desperate that you fall into faith. And at that point, the door will get open. That you are so desperate, you have nothing, and you just give it all. I think, I, and then the door opens. I'm sorry that I missed some of it, but I think we're confused on what the door being opened means. No, we're not. Okay. I think you're confused on what the door opening. Well, there's two ways to think about that, too, what, as well. Jesus what's could the door be being knocking opened? on your door, and what's you're the door, not opening it. What's the door being opened? Mm-hmm. But, but we have to pursue him back. Right. Agreed. We have that's, to pursue him back. Right. This yeah, is the pursuit. But, I, yeah, yeah, but I think the door being opened might look a little different. The door being opened is through faith. Right. So no, it doesn't look different. I guess, yes, it's, it's through faith. Right. But like, what do you mean by open door? Are you saying, give me what I want and have faith? Absolutely not. Okay, so that's, that's I'm confused. What do you mean by open well, door? So let us talk about how we obtain faith first. Okay. Chance, I think you got verse. Romans ten seventeen. Romans. Yep, ten seventeen. Ten seventeen. <coughs> so faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And then Billy, you have the next one. Yep, James. On. James one. Six. James one six. But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. So read yours again, James. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So this is faith. This is where you obtain your faith, right? <laughs> what the heck was that? Was that like a sneeze or, or a cough? cough? The internet go out? Or both? <laughs> go ahead, yo. Read yours one more time, Chance, and read it loud. Okay. So faith comes from hearing. And hearing by the word of Christ. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And what does your say, Billy? But he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea. So that to obtain faith is reading without doubt. It's, under, it's, it's, it's reading the word without doubt. That's how you obtain the faith. Right? See, and that's, and that's one thing that the, what we were talking about earlier, these old patriarchs, like Job. He's getting it handed to him. Family's dead. The whole town's mocking him, saying he must have sinned and made God mad. He even says it himself. He he ends up with boils. He has no house to live in anymore. He's sitting on the ground picking his boils. And he says, so be it. God is God. I will worship God. He never once questions God's sovereignty. At one time, never. If it said it, or he was told it by God, that's the way it was. He didn't have to have a class on it. He didn't have to have it justified. He didn't have to have science say it was right or wrong. He didn't need any explanations. He took it as God. That's what it means when it says no doubt. And when we have a tendency as modernists to read this, instead of instead of just taking it as the children of Israel walked across the Red Sea on dry ground, 
well, maybe it was the drought time of year and it was only knee deep. And I, I, you know what I mean. I mean, we're always trying to justify it. Real men of God don't question any of this ever. But Joey, talking about you have to read the Word, what about those who are illiterate? How do you have faith if you're unable to read? That's the question to ask. How do you, you have faith? Hear. But the Bible also says that God will make himself known. Right. Whether, whether you haven't heard the word before or not, he'll make himself right. known. So I guess my question is, how do you obtain faith? That was how you asked, how do you obtain faith? Right. I don't know that it's reading the word. Of course, I'm not saying the word's not important. Of course it's important. But how, how do you obtain faith if you're somebody who's unable to read? Or somebody who's in a country right. that doesn't allow Christianity? I, I, I had... I think... Not allowing Christianity provides that, to me, that... Um, we were knocking on the door. I, I'm trying to think of the word I used earlier. Desperation. Mm -hmm. Right? Desperation. So you go to a country like China that doesn't allow the Bible, they don't know God. There, and speaking of China, is full of these right, church rooms right here throughout the whole place. So, like, I'm thinking about the times in my life where I really relied on faith. Mm -hmm. The one that comes to me most recently is when we were having seizures. Mm -hmm. And I believed desperately that there had to be a God. I was 22 years old. I was young, even though I've been raised in church, I did not have a personal walk. Um, and as doctors are working on you, I had faith that there was something more powerful than those gods. And I was not literate, on, or than those doctors, and I was not literate in the Bible. It, so it I, doesn't matter, the, the Holy Spirit had imparted his word to you. But that's my point, is, is I, so I think when you said, how do we obtain faith? Now, let's go back to the question, how do we obtain it? Right. Is obtaining obtaining faith is I think that desperate belief, and I think you enhance your belief through reading. You enhance your belief through having small groups. No, because we we read verses earlier. Though you believe, if you believe and you do not have faith, it's like unbelieving. It's like not believing. Well, if what, you believe what about doubting faith. Thomas, who says, "Forgive, forgive my doubts." You know, forget because he was doubting, but yet God still loved him. But are you asking forgiveness through faith? Or are you asking forgiveness because... I guess I'm asking for forgiveness. I guess I guess my point is, is we're, are we talking about faith in forgiveness? Are we talking about faith that God will we're see us we're, through hard times? We're talking about faith to God, right? Like I was saying earlier, to pray and not have faith, what are you praying for? To to believe and not have faith, well, what are you believing in? I guess... I guess faith faith is the foundation of the Bible. Agreed. You I need faith to do somebody anything. Somebody who doesn't believe. I would say pray anyway. I'd say pray anyway. Even if you don't believe, even if your faith isn't there yet, pray anyway. But are you praying with conviction? Are you I don't praying, know praying are, you, are, are, are you praying with an emptiness? I don't know. Because but to, I think I would say pray anyway. To pray just for praying sake, without faith, doesn't mean anything. But I would still say pray anyway. Uh, but 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 again that falls back into the to the if you believe and you do not have faith, it's like unbelieving. And, that, and that's, a, that's a good question, and that comes okay. with maturity as well. But it, go, it goes back to what I said earlier. Mark, it says it the way it is. Mark 16 says that if you believe and you're baptized, you're saved. And then it goes on to say, and these things will accompany you. Well, I am very confident in saying that those things don't accompany any of us in this room, all of them. So what I'm saying is we are falling short. 
and there is no excuses for it. We are falling short, and that goes back to what you're saying. We don't. We evidently don't have the faith right. that he's talking about right there. It doesn't mean we're going. We're going to hell. It doesn't mean those things. But we've got to face this reality that we're just low-level Christians at best. Right. At best. Were you here when I when I read the definition of faith? No, I'm sorry. So it's Hebrews 1.11, right? Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. For by it the men of old gained approval. By faith we understand that the words were prepared by the word of God, so that what we, so that what is seen was not made out of things which are visible. Right? So from here it doesn't say you have to see, you have to hear. Right? And then it talks about, chance, what's yours again? So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. And Billy, what's yours again? James 1, 6. Yep. <laughs> Facebook one. Facebook one. No, I was reading Mark 16. Uh, but he must ask in faith without any doubting. So, you were talking about what's the door, right? What's behind the door? So, having faith as described in Hebrews 1 through 3, undoubtedly, as it says in James 1, then you find the answer in Romans 5, Romans chapter 5, verse 1. And it says, uh, the door, right? Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's behind the door. It's peace with God. With faith, the door will open and you will find peace with God through Jesus Christ. And I think that peace with God allows you to pray, right? It fills the hole that it, in your heart. That's what gives you the faith to pray. That's what gives you the ability to discern spirits or to speak in tongues. It's having the peace with God through Jesus Christ. That's, that is, that's the type of faith that we need to have. We need to understand what faith is, where to find faith, and now we know what we will get when we, when we follow that definition and we, and we use what we have for faith. And so I, I personally believe that's what's behind the door, is peace with God through Jesus Christ. I, I believe that because I don't think you'll truly have peace with God until you're completely without doubt, which, is, which would be faith. And it, it's just we've went on too long. We, we've, had the, we've had a falling away that started around 200 years after Christ's death. That's when the falling away started. Went into the Dark Ages, and we haven't even got close to where they were in the New Testament. Not even close. And, it's you know, all, all, all the churches are set up a certain ways, and, and, and they've got their bylaws, and they've got all these things, and they, they differ a little bit with a little bit of belief here or there. But basically, it's the same mundane thing all the time. It's not, they're not affecting the world, really, like they did here. I mean, this said they upset the world to the point that they were getting killed, man. I mean, they were getting martyred like crazy. They were upsetting the governments. They, you know, when you, when you got a guy out there telling the king, hey, man, what are you down here for? You, you got your brother's wife right here. <laughs> I mean, you, you start saying that, to some, some Bill Clintons and some Bidens and, 
you know, see what happens to we you. We had some crazy, they had some crazy <coughs> movements going back then. We're starting to see that mm -hmm. come around. We're going to start to deal with these type of governments where we will be, you know, chastised for this book. Yep. They will suicide us. So, so, yeah. The reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because we talk about things in here, like you said, the discerning of the spirits and pressing into God, and that the end times are upon us. Right? The book of Revelation is unfolding in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to start coming into these Bible studies with a longing for faith like it explains for in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. I think doing it that way, with, with that underlying faith, we will gain a lot more, right? That, that consistent knocking will get louder. And I, I, because I struggle with faith. We, we, you know, we all do, but I mean, there is no reason why I, as a true believer, grab a couple of you brothers and we lay hands on somebody who's sick that they shouldn't be healed. There's no reason it shouldn't happen that way. And I'm not giving any excuses. It, it, it's, it's something in me that, ha that needs worked out so God can freely flow through me. And until that happens, I will not be satisfied. And, and what more testimony would that say to the world for those kind of things? I mean, that's what was drawing these people. That's what drew them to Jesus. They heard that he was healing the sick. They were there in droves. Now, out of 3,000, how many of those were true? Well, look, look at the upper room. All the miracles, everything he did, his very last deal, there was 120 people there. Yeah. That's it. Thousands of people he fed, thousands of people that he healed, that he, 120 at the very end. Yeah. I don't know but, exactly where it says in here, but didn't Jesus have more than 12 disciples at one point? He, he had, and then, there was probably at least 120. And they, all, they sent out 70 at one time. But, but there was a time where Jesus had so many disciples and so many followers, and they all left except for the 12. And God says, aren't you going to leave? And he said, where will we go? Right. And, and back <laughs> where to, do we go? And back to what I was saying earlier, when he died, even the 12 thought that was it. They thought they just wasted these years. They were done. They were like, I guess I'll go back to fishing because I don't know what else to do. They didn't fully understand when he told them that he was coming back. Well, and there was a real dead time between when he, when he rose again and Acts 2. There was almost a lull. Because when he told me, he says, hey, I got to go back because I'm going to send you the helper. The same helper that, that got me through all this. You're gonna, and when he poured out to his spirit in Acts 2, that's when the fire started. It was just like he was back on scene. And they just started going crazy with everything. And <clears throat> they were so tuned in with the Holy Spirit. I mean, once that happened, it, it, I mean, it was just... It was, it was overwhelming them. I mean, it was really the, the plowman overtaking the sower at that time because the Lord was exponentially just, the growth in the church was just going crazy. And it was, it, it, it got to the point where Peter was so full of the Holy Spirit that they would lay people on the streets so that his shadow, if his shadow fell on them, they'd be healed. 
That's how much the Spirit of God was on Peter, the one who denied Christ. Three times. <laughs> you know, so we can't look at ourselves and say, there ain't no freaking way he's ever going to use this. There's no way. We can't look at ourselves that way. We got to look at ourselves as he'll use me no matter what. He'll fix me as we go. But we use that excuse not to knock. Right. What made you think to have faith be the topic? <clears throat> uh, well, you, you were upstairs. Because we, we were talking about things like discerning of the spirits, mm -hmm. pressing into God, and especially with revelation unfolding. Why do you think revelation is unfolding? No, I just have a question. Well, we're in the end times. Mom. Why do you think be that? Because the light is getting lighter, the dark is getting darker. What do you mean by that? I, do, you, do you agree with me? The light oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. What I mean by the light is getting lighter is that God has, like, the more you press into God, the more you see Him. Right. But look at how the world is pushing away from God. And yeah, we're, they're no, becoming I, more I and more condensed. So, so Sean and I were at a seminar a year ago, and this guy was laughing about how he thinks, how he laughs at Christians who think we're in the end times. Mm -hmm. And he says, I think it's so funny. He says, because if you actually look around the world, if you travel the world, if you research the world, the world in so many places is actually getting better. It's America that's struggling. He says, so when people say we're in the end times, it's that, it's that narrow focus of just America. It's that narrow focus of just us. Well, that, that says a lot because this nation was one of the only nations that was founded on Christian beliefs. And, and who's the leader in Christianity? It's America. I would also disagree with the whole world being a better place. Than yeah, yeah, I would too. Not the whole world. But if you look around the whole world, yeah. all of these countries are not... There has been less... Things are getting better. There has been less... The overall consensus. What were some of the things he said? There have been less tribal conflicts in Africa than ever before. There have been fewer, and he says, as you go through it, you actually see there are these places. The, the Christianity is being is being brought more to. So so is this so does this guy say there's we're not in the end time? Yes. He's full of shit. Daryl's an idiot. <laughs> I, I've come to. I mean, oh, Daryl. I understood what, no, where I, he was kind of coming from at that point. Right. But the more I studied in the last year, and the more I've heard of yeah. uh, different things coming in. He's blinded. Yeah, he's blind. He's blinded. He's blinded. Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean what makes us in the end times? If well, you read Revelation, the end times basically started when Jesus what rose to heaven. Right that was the beginning of the end times. times in history where what was good was bad and what was bad was good? No. Not, not to the degree that it's happening now. Look, and America is, a, is, is the one to look at. Yeah, exactly. In America alone, we've killed 63 million babies. In the last 50 years. A million babies. Do you know one of those? Could have been the one who cured cancer. Well, no, I, yeah, I understand just, that. Just the look and, and, the, and the feel of of how it, it seems to be increasing. Maybe. It just it makes me wonder if people in the Great Depression thought that was revelation. Did yeah, people yeah. in the Dust Bowl think that was revelation? No, because you got to you got to you got to look at how they relate to God. Yeah. They they it, it's he's Paul talks about it in Romans. He said they will look at what's evil and call it good. Mm -hmm. Homosexuality that's the norm yes, now. You right. can't if you say anything against it. It's a hate crime. It, everything in our nation is evil. I, no, I, agree, I agree. I'm not trying to say it's not. I agree. But homosexuality isn't brand new. There were, there were, there were. But it's accepted now. It's accepted. And transgender was in, in Ephesus. Yeah, in yeah, Ephesus, thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. preachers were having sex with boys, and it was accepted. That's still going on today. That's my point. That's my point. But my point is, 
homosexuality is not new. That's no, but, but if you look, but if you look at God's judgments on every civilization, by, every, by the world acceptance, not just a small acceptance in a small right. You you right. go to the cultures like it was it was cool for the Greeks and the Romans to to have little boy concubines and right. stuff like that. That stuff's been around. Um, it's still to this day. Afghanistan, we know they're they have not progressed at all right. in life. And they still have these things called chai boys where they, they make up little boys and, and they treat them like girls. Right. I mean, that stuff has never changed. Like this this trans, it's not new. It's just the fact that we're embracing it and lifting it up like it's some glory. Well, I, I that. that makes sense to me. Because this idea of sexual But in history, if you study any civilization, their downfall was usually the acceptance of homosexuality and all those kind of things before their fall. Sodom and Gomorrah, all of them. Romans, well, Greece, you, the you, whole nine you yards. You take Nero. Nero, the minute he <coughs> was, he married dudes. He was the first Roman emperor who actually married a dude. And he did it twice. But it's but it's the world acceptance of it. And, and uh, you know, look at it in America. America saying don't look at America that's that's tunnel vision that's stupid because we are a nation who truly was founded on those Christian principles and they have totally eluded I mean totally gone away now what happens if America collapses what happens if if one day we allow homosexuality chant the whole world goes into chaos why do we think that America's been here for 200 years the world has been here for thousands I'm not I'm not talking about the rivers I'm talking about people if 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 America goes under so what countries now lose their protection no they don't Joe absolutely they do they do absolutely they do we are absolutely they do Right, we we might we might only be two hundred years old, but we are the most powerful nation in the world. We fall, the world falls. China takes over, Russia takes over. Great Britain's nothing without us. No, they are absolutely not. They wouldn't stand without the United States. They they were conquered by farmers, more or less. How do we know? Like like a legitimate question. How do we know they're not as powerful as us? Why do we know? Because look look look, Britain ever since the Revolutionary War, has had to ride on somebody else's coattails to be a part of the, the allied or the, the powerful forces, right? World War II, you think they could have, or World War I, we'll go back to World War I. Do you think they could have handled Germany? Heck no. They were losing until America got involved. Same with World War II. Germany was... And, and, and the, reason, the reason America has been so powerful is because we've had God backing us. The minute this goes away... Everything's going to dis- or disseminate. It, that's Big where uh, it will happen. It's it's not it's not a if anymore. It's just when. It's absolutely when. We are the protectors of free people across the world. And there and there the and the fall, Lord does say He says I don't I don't do anything. I don't really move my hand unless I inform my holy prophets, and that's where we're headed. The apostles and prophets are going to be restored to the to the level that he wants them, and they're going to get they're going to get it first to end, right from the Lord, just like Moses and all the prophets of old. That's where this is headed. That's why it goes back to what you're saying is, you're going to doubt it or you're just going to believe it. That, that's that's why when you ask the uh, meaning of faith, it, it, to me, it's taking God at His word. 
this whole thing. This whole thing is inspired by the Holy Spirit. This is His Word. If you read it and you sit, nah. Well, then, See, if not you... having the right faith is what we're talking about mm-hmm. to move a mountain, to move certain things. You know? if, if you ever get a chance, read a lot of the writings up to around 200 by Arrhenius, Hippolytus, Polycarp, all those guys. They were direct disciples of John and, of and some of those guys. They were discipled. They didn't interpret. They didn't do all these kind of... They didn't have their opinions. They were discipled by the apostles. When that stopped, that's when um, Constantine came into it and and did all that kind of... And started melding the government with the Christians and all that stuff. And they had been martyred and murdered and all that kind of stuff. So they were probably on thin ice anyway. But you see a great falling away from that point. <clears throat> but if you read those guys, all they are doing is regurgitating everything the Apostle John talked about, the Apostle Paul. They were taught by those guys. They weren't, they, they weren't taking scriptures and having their little doctrines interpreting and all that. They were taught by the Apostles. Then this, wasn't, this wasn't around Right. There were no writings that they could have. If you had writings back then, you were rich. Right. Wasn't, wasn't Polycarp one of the main pushers of the writings? Yeah. Like he, he started basically writing it down to, to get it well, out. Well, well, you know, Paul's well, letters Paul's were all right. written down, all those kind of And those, those were passed around the churches, like this right here. They would pass them on. Yeah. We make it sound like they were passed around like there were. Well, like they were on the printing press. press. Yeah. yeah. Man, these were sacred, sacred pieces writings. And, of writings that... and and they did have the writings of Moses, the Old Testament, right? Well, everybody but, had those writings. I mean, because but, the that, Jews but that's were what I'm prevalent. saying. I mean, but all this New Testament, all these mysteries, that, that wasn't something pulled out of air. It was from the Old Testament. Right. Paul, Paul, and Peter said this. They were shadows. The temple. It was a shadow. And they, and they would explain those things to the people. You know, it was, uh, I was, I love going back and looking at all those old traditions because I know there's something prophetic in there that, that, that God set there to expand on the truth later on. And he set it there for, for us to be revealed to us later on. Um, the feast, we've talked about that before. You had the Passover lamb. That was a literal sacrifice. Jesus came around and fulfilled it. He actually became the Passover lamb, spotless, without blemish, innocent. You know, he, he fulfilled those kind of things. And they're, they're going to we're living in tabernacles right now. This is when the Lord's presence is going to start tabernacling among us more and more and those kind of things. But <clears throat> they, had, they had an institution of jubilee. Every 50 years, they would have the year of jubilee. And when they went into Canaan, it didn't start till they went into Canaan from the wilderness. They all were allotted chunks of land. If you got on hard times, you could sell your chunk of land to brother so-and-so over here. And the price would be dependent on how much time was left between the time he purchased it and that year Jubilee came along. So in other words, if he purchased it a year after Jubilee, 
he would have had to pay a pretty good chunk of money for that because he was going to have 48, 49 years of that guy's crops. Now, if he purchased it with only five years left, he wouldn't give him very much money because he's only going to get five years of that crop because at 50 years, God gave it back to you. So you, if you had 100 acres at that year jubilee, or if you were dead, your inheritance would get that, hundred, would get that property back every 50 years. And there was... There's, there was always a spiritual implication with that as well, you know, and it, like right now, it's arguable when the year of Jubilee really will be. It'll be 2024 or 28, 29-ish, right in that area. Now, there's, there's prophecy out there that maybe the Lord is, that maybe that's going to be the start of the real tribulation or end time. Who knows? But there will be a pouring out of the Spirit with that will be a coinciding with that as well. So there's all these kind of things that that are in here that, that people are going to start getting from God, especially the prophets first. They're going to start revealing the real truth behind those kind of things. It doesn't mean that we go chase everything that comes along, but the Lord says you'll know. Mm-hmm. He says you'll know whether it's true or not. You'll know. And it'll, and it'll always be with the witnesses or two or three people. I mean, it's not going to be one solo guy. If he's out there saying something, you don't go follow him. You don't, you don't do the, the way to deal, you know, and follow this dude because he says he's Christ. I didn't even touch it. <clears throat> but there's lots of those things that are going to be revealed here, and it all hinges on your message tonight about faith. Good choice, we have to get to that place where there is absolutely zero doubt. Are you worried about something in your life that you don't have enough faith in? Or? No, no, no. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, that, that goes back to... Yeah, I'm worried about not having enough faith. Well, that goes back to what Bill's been saying for the past few weeks. Like, press in, press in, brother, press in. Right. And, that, and that, but, but, but the reason why I chose this is, yes, you, you press in, <laughs> you press in, you press in, you press in, but you're pressing in for what? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, me. I need to understand what faith was in order to press in correctly. And that's why I want to talk about this. And that's, and that's why I'm, I, I think that we're talking at such, such high levels. I think the bottom line is, is you, you believe. You believe. I believed. I believed that there was a God out there that was going to protect you above any of those doctors. I, Mom, I believed it. I, I agree that you need to believe. Right? I agree that belief mm-hmm. is good. But belief without faith, belief without faith is like unbelief that's what i'm getting at belief without faith is like unbelief what i'm trying to say is honey please don't please don't try to say well if i if i don't have this awesome faith and i don't have faith yes you do you have faith son i'm not talking about this awesome faith this awesome faith and this faith is the same faith i'm talking about how to get faith the impulse but yes and no Yes and no. I think I just think I think you're being too high on yourself. I, I think don't. You're struggling at home. No, that has nothing to do with it. Okay, has nothing to do with it. Press in, son. That's it. Right. Read this sucker as much. What we as you talk can. about is that we press Get in. Church. We press in. We press in. We press in. I understand. I guess I'm not explaining myself right. Because yes, I do believe that pressing in is important, but pressing in with faith is. I think to press in is is to have faith, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But to press so. That's what I'm saying is that 
yes, you press in, but I feel like half the time we sit here or we sit in church and we just listen to what Uncle Bill has to say or Billy has to say, and we have this round table, and then it's like it's like Sundays. We just wash our hands, it's, we're lukewarm, and then we go home for a week, Don't and then we see. come back and we live. I think, and this is why I want to... But are they? But but are people like us doing it with faith? We are we doing it for an important yeah. reason, or are we doing it because the end times are near? No. This is what I'm getting at. I yes, like I think I, like I I think pressing into God is important. But what's the point of pressing in if you don't have faith? That's what I'm getting at. That, that's. Uh, but I, I disagree with you because you can believe. And if you believe without faith, it's well, the same as unbelief. It's faith you, plus nothing. You must not need to nothing press in until you find your faith. Yeah. It, well, but, but how are you going to find But, but I, I get what Joey's saying, though. If, if you have us. belief without faith, that belief is not backed by anything. If you're coming here you and you're listening faith. to what Uncle Bill has to say. Right. If you don't have faith. Right. 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 I've said it five times. Well, then that's and that's and that's why I've asked I've asked you younger guys to to bring something for this Bible study because it stirs you up <laughs> when when you get in here and you've got to do something for Saturday. God starts touching your heart. And he's and he's trying to grab a hold of you. He's give that frustration that you feel. I've been feeling it for two straight years, and it's it's not it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing, but you do realize that you're falling short, right? Oh, absolutely. And that's that's key. But this wasn't just about me; it's about <coughs> everybody. You said, "But Joey, what? But but Joey, what?" Joey, honey, everybody presses in in their own time. So when you talk about how we have to do more than just come here and that's it, you're right, hun. That's what we're doing. We. We do our own pressing in on our own time privately. So I, I so I don't know if you're feeling convicted or being convicted. Or well, I, 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 I hope know, we're all feeling convicted. I, I don't know if Satan is coming after you specifically because you are finding, you're trying to get closer with God, and I don't know if Satan is attacking you personally. Well, I'm sure he is attacking me personally. But I, I simply wanted to talk about faith. Right. For everybody. For everybody. Right. The, this has nothing to do with, I mean, yes, it has something to do with my own individual life, but not because I'm struggling at home or because work is hard or because, you know, whatever. I'm talking about it because if we don't have an understanding of what faith is, if we do not press with faith the constant knocking until we reach desperation and then use the desperation with the definition of faith, we won't get, it's like unbelief. If we don't do that, it's like unbelief. If we come here and we sit Right, and we just listen to what Uncle Bill has to say, and 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 then we go home, and then we say, God, please help me pass this test. Guilty of it, I do it every week. God, please help me pass this test. What would through through what faith? Through what faith? Yes, I believe, but I don't. I'm, I'm not having faith. I'm not. They, they, no, I. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's there's a confidence. There's something else going on. There's a confidence. no. There's not something else going on. I'm talking about faith. I, I love it. I love that he's squirming. I love that he's frustrated. I, I do too. But I, that is, that's exactly where God wants him, right there. I, I wish and it, it really doesn't matter what the reason is. No, but, yeah, I, but I would like to specifically pray for that reason. But, I, but I, don't, I don't have a specific... He, his his I, frustration is, is relaying it. Yeah. It's relaying it. I don't have a specific reason other than 
to not have faith is unbelief. Exactly. That's my specific, that's my... Okay. And, that, and that's exactly what I was talking about with, with Mark. That, that's it. With, with Mark that's 16. It. These signs will follow. And, and the prelude to that is, if you believe and are baptized, you are saved. And then what does he follow it up with? And if you're one of these that believe, these signs will accompany. Sure. And I'm not seeing anybody. And I'm not seeing anybody moving in that. Well, so that means that our faith is filled with unbelief. And it's because we don't have the true meaning of what faith is. Yeah, you, 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 it's, a, it's a process. Well, well Joey, look at, look at Luke 18, 31. Now, this goes back to what I was talking about earlier when Jesus is predicting his death with the disciples. He's telling them, he says, Jesus took the twelve disciples and told them, we're going up to Jerusalem and everything that was written by the prophets about the Son of Man, about him, Jesus, will be fulfilled. And he, handed, he will be handed over to the Gentiles that will mock him, insult him, spit on him, flog him, kill him. On the third day, he will rise again. So he's... This is Jesus just with the guys that have, the men that have been with him for three years, walked around, seen so many things, so many different amazing things. They've even done amazing things themselves. And then this, the, di the disciples did not understand any of this. It was, its meaning was hidden from them, and they did not know what he was talking about. So he's telling them, I'm going to be killed, but I will be back the third day. The men that were with him forever didn't know what he was talking about, didn't understand it. So this is, it, it's not, it's not a matter of, of knowing everything. It's just knowing that you believe in him, that you have faith in him, that you know everything's, you're going to be fine. Remember this is we're the victors here. We're gonna this thing's already won. You've gotta you've gotta know that if you believe fully that Jesus died, was buried according to scriptures and rose on the third day, you're a winner. You know one of the, one one of the keys to this is Jesus says unless you're like one of these children, you're not fit for the kingdom. Yeah, have you ever really thought about that? When, when I was a little boy, and I'd look up at my dad, there was no doubt ever in me that he couldn't do anything. I mean, I, I had that confidence. I, I'd come humbly before him. He was my father figure. And whatever he said, I, I, I didn't even question it. And that's what the Lord's talking about. We don't come to him that way. We're always questioning. We're always doing that. When I was that boy, I, I mean, if he said, let's go, we're going to go do this. I didn't say, well, how are we going to do that? I'm just waiting for it to happen. And that's what he's looking for. That, that simple trust. That's it. I don't care what was going on around me. If dad said it, I was on. Let's go. And that's that's what he's after. They had that humble, and they, and they, they you you come into to, to their presence, and you know they'd be gone at work all day. You're waiting for them to come through the door. 
You know, you just you just wanted to see them. That's so, it was that simple. I just want to leave and close this out with one of them. <coughs> it's Hebrews eleven six. <coughs> so we read, and and if you want, the entire chapter of eleven is the triumphs of faith. It's it. The, yeah, it talks about Abraham, whole, everybody. Yeah. Enoch. Yeah. Now through faith, he didn't see death. He literally, his body was taken to heaven. People could not find him. Right. His entire body. So, 11.6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So yes, I do think believing that God died for our sins, and that three days later he rose, is important. If you believe that with zero faith, it's doing nothing for you. And that's that's the gospel. That's all it is, guys. That's it, period. If you believe that he died, he was killed for our sins, and he took it all upon himself, and he rose, that's it. Really, that's, that's all you have to do. It's faith in that plus nothing. You need no works. You don't need to tithe. You don't need to go to church. You don't... These are certain things that come after you fully invest in that bit. That you want to go. You want to do these things. These are the Holy Spirit kind of things. We want to be in a room like this with each other. This do you is, think that this if, is amazing? If you accept God into your life and then continue on without faith, you will have everlasting life. I don't think you can accept God in your life without faith. I absolutely. That's 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 my that's my that's me. Though. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I, part of my testimony is, I know he's always been with me, but I haven't always been with him. I knew he was there, but I didn't trust it enough to pursue him. So right. there, it takes a lot more than just saying it. Yeah, right. it does. Paul, Paul Washer, right. if you ever get a chance to listen to him, he said there's a whole lot of people going to hell who said the sinner's prayer. Absolutely. They said it when they were eight years old. You know, they went to Bible, Bible college or they something. Say, they every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, they say it every Sunday. Yeah. They repeat it and, you know, blah, 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 you know. There's a, there's a difference. But it's not up to me to say yeah. who that was. Exactly. You know, that, that that's the bottom line. Um, I, I know that there's a plethora who just said it to say it, and they think they've got that box checked, and it hasn't been. But it's not up to me to say who that is. That's between them and God. And that's, uh, that's, that's I want to be on the sheep side, not the goat side on that day. <laughs> Good work, son. I, Good job, Joe. Well, that's all I got for today. You're... <laughs> I know Uncle Bill would fill in a lot. I, I 